Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might want to also start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based company, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. What's up, Mitch? It's a day. <laughs> it's a Thursday. Me and Mitch just got done arguing for fucking 30 yeah. minutes about... 30, 30 minute, 30, 30 <laughs> business and fucking bullshit God and fucking everything else. Here, it was a, it was a heated show prep on two different strategies. I wouldn't so. say, he, I wouldn't say he wasn't heated, but if Ben Shapiro was here, I would have got the points. Let's just well, put it maybe. that way. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know how they judge that bullshit. I don't, I don't know. All right. Uh, so. Um, this show today is going to be a Q&A show. Um, we've had uh, some excellent questions submitted to us, and so we are going to... We picked a couple. Yeah, we're, we're going to uh, answer those today. Um, if you are new to the show, we have a couple of different formats. Um, one format is our core episode shows, and those are your first nine episodes. So whatever platform you're listening on, scroll back to episode one through nine, and you're going to want to watch those or listen to those all in order, um, and then come back to where you are now. You don't have to do that like right now, but those first nine episodes explain a lot of the core preparation and beginning steps for how to start your company. So there's a whole lot of meat and potatoes in those first nine episodes. Everything after that is going to be either a Q&A show, a general business discussion show, or what we call a Beyond the Void show where we let loose a little bit and we talk a little bit more social issues and a little less business. So, um, uh, today, like we said, is going to be a Q&A show. Um, we've had somebody submit us some questions here. A gentleman by the name of Tristan Lands um, sent us a couple of questions. So we're going to read those over, and uh, you're going to get Dave and I's take on it. So um, uh, sent us an e uh, Tristan sent us an email, and it says, uh, Hey, guys, love your podcast. I found you guys on the Plumbing Mafia page about First two months ago. Major shout-out to the guy who shared us yeah, in I don't, that group. I don't know who shared our post in that group yet, but Major uh, shout thank out you. Major shout-out you guys. Plumbing, and if you, plumbing Mafia? Yeah. yeah. And, and please share with other groups yeah. so that we can bless other people like we did right. uh, Mr. Lance here. Um, he says, My name is Tristan Lance. I'm 22 years old. I own a partnership with a friend of his. Uh, currently, our business is only a partnership, but we're comparing LLCs to S-Corps for the future, uh, which, as we know from Episode 6, is very important. So he's an avid listener to the show. Um, together, we own TC Plumbing in Tennessee. Uh, TC is a product of us getting extremely angry at our previous job one day and quitting on the spot. We say almost every day that we wish you had, we had found your podcast before we quit because you have so much advice that we could have used before we started. We are seven months in and have been very successful, even though we mu we lacked much of the preparation in the beginning. Uh, and then he's got a couple of questions for us. Um, 
his first question uh, is uh, asking the question of should he, as he's looking at bringing on his first employee, should he 1099 them or W-2 them? So he says, we're, we're looking at hiring our first guy, and we're wondering if you had any input on hiring them as a W-2 employee or using them as a 1099 subcontractor. Um, he reminds us that he's very new at owning a business, and so is his partner, and they're wanting to do things right, but they're wanting to save money where they can. Um, they've been getting mixed reviews from a mentor of theirs and their accountant. Uh, their mentor uh, says that they'll save a whole lot of money if they hire that person as a 1099 employee. Their accountant says suggests that they should hire them as a W-2 employee, but warns them that it will be more expensive. What are our thoughts? So, Dave, I'm going to let you go first. What are your thoughts on 1099 versus W-2? My initial thoughts are... If you want that person to stay on for a long time, you're W-2 in that employee. Yep. Okay? You want him to be a part of the team. You want to be paying into his Social Security so that if, if he doesn't have retirement later, that he has something. Okay? If you 1099 an employee, chances are he's not sticking around more than one year. Because right. he's probably not going to be disciplined enough to pay hold that money out and, you know, pay his taxes at the end of the year. He's going to be like, oh, you guys, oh, this, and, you know, oh, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. That's what happens with 1099 employees. Do you save money with a 1099? Yeah, you do. In the short run. In the long run, the guys that you have for a long time are making you more money yep. than guys that are 1099. It, it, on paper, it pays, it costs you more to have a W-2, but it also makes you more on a W-2. I mean, that's what I would do. Now, if you were going to have someone, you know, he says they're just starting out. Um, if you're going to have somebody that's just part-time that comes in 10, 15, 20 hours a week, 1099 them if they'll take it. Yep. That's fine. They're, they're obviously not looking to be there full-time anyway. I know a couple of older gentlemen that are uh, retired and they only want to work a couple days a week. They're fine with being 1099. Right. Their retirement's paid for. They don't have to worry about Social Security. This is their uh, this is their mad money. Right. They're going to the boat money. They're drinking money. They're going fishing money. And they're fine with it. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, it, it sounds like a really simple answer, but that's just, that's what it is. Yeah. It, I mean, especially if you're, if you're looking to grow that business long term and really have guys that stick around, I mean, W-2 is the way to go. Yeah. And if your accountant says W-2... It's probably the way to go. He's a he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, um, I I agree one hundred percent with everything you said. The, that is the first time that has ever been said on this show. Market Marcus <laughs> is going to market on the he's going to put it on the SD card and market. He's going to put a little <laughs> caption up that says Mitch finally agreed with Dave about one thing. Fireworks. I need. He's going to he's going to like <laughs> edit in like a mushroom cloud yeah. nuclear explosion of like minds blown. First time ever. Um. So I I will add to it. Um, that a lot of the guys who say, oh, you need to 1099 your employees are also like, it doesn't always happen this way, but it's crazy how often it does. The, the guys who say you should 1099 your employees are also the guys that are always bitching about you can't find good help. And the reason is because they're not, they're, they're trying to treat their 1099, they're trying to pay their 1099 employee the same hourly wage that they would pay a W-2 employee. Well, let's just say $20 an hour for reference, right? Like if I'm going to hire a guy as a W-2 employee and pay him $20 an hour, 
it actually costs me a lot more than $20 an hour to have him on my team, right? Because I'm paying my share, the business's share of his income tax. Um, and then I've got, you know, some unemployment uh, tax on there, some unemployment costs. I've got some health insurance costs on there. I've got some retirement costs on there. Um, I've also got, um, man, my mind just went blank. Um, Let's talk about you gather your thoughts. So say you have a 1099 employee and he's showing up to the job. Say one day you loan him your truck and he takes it out and crashes the son of a bitch. Right. That's just another headache that you don't have when you have W2 employees. Right. Right. Okay. There is a lot of, of in and outs. And what I usually, the guys that hire only 1099 employees, a lot of, not everyone, a lot of them are crooks. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are just arrogant jerks. Oh, I only pay 1099. I ain't doing this. And they, and they, they just shop around. It's, it's a rotating door. One yep. guy in, one guy out, one guy in, one guy out. You don't want to be that business. Right. You want to be a state. We talk about this all the time. And they had said, I'm sure you'll read it later in the email. You know, they just started their community involvement work. Yeah. They obviously want to be a pillar in their community. Yep. The way to do that is have guys that you take care of and guys that, you know, respect your workplace. Yep. 1099 employees don't respect your workplace. Right. And they shouldn't. Right. Let's be honest. It's it's a temporary setting. Yeah. They're coming in there to get their small money and move on down the road. Yep. That's not how you grow a business from the start. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I remember what I was going to say, and it was workers' comp insurance. Once yeah. you start establishing employees, now you have to pay workers' comp insurance. So yes, there are some costs associated to it. However, uh, just like Dave said, you end up with a more long-term setting for your employee to flourish in. Um, I look at 1099 people. I'm not going to say I've never 1099 anybody because we have. I've been um, a 1099 employee. Yeah. But it, so when I first started out. Um, there were two other heating and cooling companies that were close to me that, and I knew the guys personally mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey man, uh, you know, I need help on this job. Right. And it was just like once every couple of weeks or whatever, right. That's a spot for 1099 employees. Yeah. If you have a guy that has a really nice full-time job, but you're friends with, and he likes helping you out once in a while, yeah. 1099, that guy, it's okay. Yeah. But when you're looking for full-time help and to grow the business, W-2 is your core. Yeah, and that's how we do it too. So like if we have a big job or we have to patch a whole bunch of concrete back or something like that, and we need somebody to just like literally throw bags of concrete in a mixer and add water, just kind of brainless work, but we just need the extra bodies. You need, you just need some labor. So there's a guy that lives a couple of miles away, goes to the high school in Grain Valley, and I call him up and I say, hey, if you're free – we'd love to have you and we pay him 30 bucks an hour. Right. Yeah. And, and if he makes over 600 bucks in a year, then we have to send him a 1099. Yeah. No so, big deal. but he's not really an employee. He's just helping us out from time to time. Just yeah. like, just like you said. So, um, that's really the skinny when it comes down to 1099 versus W2. Do it's, you want a temporary relationship <clears throat> or do you want a long-term relationship? And it seems really cut and dry because it is. Yeah. It just, so, those are the facts of the situation. And, and I mean, that's just, and that's what you should do. Inevitably, which the, way you're going to go? The guys that are pushing you to do 1099, they're going to like. Let's say I would hire a guy twenty dollars an hour as a W two. They're going to want to hire that guy twenty dollars an hour as a 1099 and expect the W two style performance out of them. Well, at twenty bucks an hour on, under the 1099 setting, that guy's spending all of that twenty bucks an hour, all of his paychecks. He's spending it throughout the year. So you get to the end of the year and get to towards tax time, and now that that 1099 guy has no money set aside for taxes 
So now he's in this big giant hole or this big problem, and he blames you for it. Yeah. Because you didn't warn him about taxes. You didn't warn him about all this stuff. Well, now he's like, screw you, I'm out of here, and he's gone. So, yeah, and a lot of – and he may be getting advice from a contractor. So a contractor that's building – that's this is just an example. Mm-hmm. If he's building a house or he's putting in a septic system that's like – you know, say he's putting in septic systems for a whole like complex, and mm-hmm. it's a big project, he's probably subbing that all out. Yeah. And those technically are 1099 those are guys. Yeah. That's different than having someone that works for you because he's 1099ing uh, those companies, but that company has W2 employees yeah. that are doing the work. And and so another good way to look at it is uh, 1099 is like best viewed as a subcontractor, right? Yeah. And, and Tristan, exactly. even, he even says that in the email um, that should we hire him as a 1099 subcontractor? Well, yeah. Are you going to put a subcontractor in front of your customers and expect them to deliver your brand to its fullest to your customers? No. No. Like subcontractors are kind of doing things their own way. They're kind of giving the it's a it's a heavily watered down version of what you your brand is, right? So again, under the W2 heading, you have a lot more control or a lot more say so to speak over how that person behaves that wasn't my phone so yeah no, there's a phone buzzing somewhere somebody's so. buzzing um marcus, okay marcus's wife's buzzing him um he, hey baby what are you he doing? didn't ask this in a question <laughs> however <laughs> he, he didn't ask this in a question but he talked about comparing llc's to s corps for the future this wasn't like a set out question but i do want to hit on that again really quick because it is important first off is let, let me jump in. So he mm-hmm. said him and his buddy are partners. Correct. So I don't know if he has a, they don't have an LLC. They don't. First thing they have to do is go to a lawyer and have a partnership agreement drawn up. Yes. Okay. Immediately. Yep. All right. 49, 51, 49, 49, and someone that's two, whatever their state allows. Okay. And what are you, what are you talking about? 49, 51. Because someone has to have majority. If you're, there's you're a You're talking vote. about percentage of ownership. Yes, I am. Okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> so if, you know, because there there has to be a tie break. Right. If you have a tie and it goes to court, you're in deep shit. Yep. Okay, so either 49%, 49%, 2%, 51%, 49%, somebody's got to be on the deal or bring someone else in. Now, you can have someone uh, come in to break that tie, and you can have it in your agreement that's not a partner. Mm-hmm. You can just have that, but that has to be in your partnership agreement that's drawn up by an attorney that is notarized. Yep. Okay. Talk. I want to say one other thing about that partnership agreement. When you talk, and we're going to get into these tax things here in a second. Um, however you pay taxes, um, quarterly, yearly, whatever you guys decide has to be in that agreement. Whether it's say, whatever the accountant that we have hired for that year says we're going off of, yep. you both need to agree to that up front because yep. it's going to be a fight. Yep. It, it doesn't seem like it's a fight now, but six years down the road when you guys are really making some jack, one of you is going to want to try to slight the system and one of you is going to do this. You need to be going off of whatever they say. Yeah. So rule one, get that partnership agreement done by an attorney have it notarized, mm-hmm. have your copies. If each if each one of you wants to get your own attorney, do that. It's it's okay. Yep. Um, and then immediately get your LLC right away. Yep. Okay, you can always change that LLC to an S-Corp later. 
get that LLC right now in case something happens. Yep. I mean, yep. that's that's what they have to do. Yeah. So, uh, and, and to hit on LLCs versus S-Corps real quick. Um, what episode? Do you remember what episode we broke all that down in? Um, was it six? I think it was six. It's in the show title. Um, I'm not exactly sure. but I think it's episode six. Um, LLCs and S-Corps, the big teetering point there is going to be outside of the partnership side of things because that can confuse things just a little bit. Yeah. If you're, if you're starting a business and you're the only person in the – you're the only owner – um, the biggest difference between LLC and S Corp is going to be um, if you are projecting to make over about $80,000 a year in profit, then it makes financial sense to consider S Corp. If you are not going to be making $80,000 a year in profit, then it makes a little bit more sense to go LLC. And it doesn't matter either which way. It, and we're not also we're also not talking about profit in the business versus you personally, because both of those entities pass through to your personal taxes. Yeah, so it's you personally. Yeah. So we're talking about the business makes eighty grand a year. Now, if you if the business makes eighty and you pay yourself thirty, the business still the made business 80, still man. made eighty, right? So do you know how that affects if it's a partnership? Is it forty forty? Is it eighty eighty? It. I don't know. I would say ask your accountant. I, I would say ask your accountant as well. So the the reasoning for the LLC versus S Corp and teetering on the 80 is um, filing taxes as an S Corp is considerably more expensive yeah. than <clears throat> filing them as an LLC. And so you have to be making so much money to offset that expense, yeah. right? So... Um, it under the eighty thousand dollar point, it just doesn't really make sense to do that. So yeah, and that's why we say start as an LLC, and you can always roll to an S corp. Yes, okay, you can, it's you can not, do a late designation and, and change to an S corp. Yeah, and if and now listen, if you think that hey, we're on this projection, and I know in my heart we're gonna be there. Just do the S corp. Just do the S corp. Right. It's, it's not a big deal. And it's not suicide if you like. Let's say you start out under S corp. Yeah, you're and just you, spending more money in taxes. Yeah. Or not in taxes, but to file taxes. Right. I'm like, sorry. like let's say you go S corp and then you only pull in sixty five thousand dollars this year in profit. That's not the end of the world. What do you do? You overpaid a little. Like you're gonna make mistakes that are a lot bigger than that in your business. So <laughs> yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else were you going to say about that? Is that it? That is it for that. Uh, before we get into his next question, I do want to point out, um, he says that we recently announced our TCC program on Facebook, which is their community involvement program, and they announced it using the hashtag, find the need, fill the void. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's so, pretty cool, yeah. Um, I'm going to find it. I'm actually... Where I'm, are they at? I'm scrolling on wanna, my phone right I now. I want to give them some... Where are they at? They are out of Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, so if you're in Tennessee, you're close to Tennessee. They're in Dresden, Tennessee. I Dresden, don't know where that is. I don't either. But if I'm ever in Tennessee, I'm probably going to stop by. If it's close to Nashville, I might I might say hey. Yeah. If so, it's not close to Nashville, I'm probably out. So let me read this. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm going to share this on my personal Facebook page later. Um, we are very excited to announce our Taking Care of Community program, TCC program. Our community has helped us out so much as a small business, we want to give back as much as possible. The first business day of each month, we are dedicating to providing necessary plumbing repairs to anybody in need at no cost. 
This program is a no questions asked program designed to help anybody in need and can't and who cannot afford necessary plumbing repairs. All that you need to do is sign up or all that you need to do to sign up is give us a call uh, or an email or sign up below and they've got like a link that you can click on to sign up. Uh, the program is first come first serve. We're beginning this May 2nd, 2022. That's the first business day in May. Uh, and they will continue this uh, uh, every month following. So, and then they've got their contact information and all this. Uh, feel free to share this post and the information uh, to anybody that you may feel necessary. Hashtag find the need. Fill the Do they void. have a website on there? Um, I'm just curious. No, they got like a Google form on here. Oh, okay. But to, it's TC Plumbing. TC Plumbing. Dresden, Tennessee. Yep. Okay. So uh, TC Plumbing, uh, they don't, uh, TC Plumbing hyphen tn.com that's oh okay is their website that's what makes it cool so, that it's tcc yeah nice t job boys. period c period plumbing if you would like to follow them on social media so pretty sweet i'm gonna yeah. i've already followed them i'm gonna be sharing their post because that's just pretty badass and so if you, if you want to invite us down to nashville and pay for a hotel or suite and take us out we'd be happy to come down who, dresden <laughs> might not even be close to nashville, it may I have no idea where it's at knows? it may be four hours right i have no idea um, I Google it? Yeah, Google it up, Marcus. Marcus, Marcus can Google it oh, while we're reading the next question yeah. He's here. not doing anything. Oh He's clicking gosh. buttons. Come on, Marcus. Where's your laptop? I thought you were going to bring that laptop. <laughs> All right, so home, man. <laughs> his next question has to do with taxes. Um, and, Uh-oh, oh shit. And let, he, let, let me read it. Let me read it. Okay, well, leave out the first. I will. Okay, so he, will. he gave us it. some proprietary information that we would not want to share with everybody. So. Full transparency here because we really value our, uh, your opinions. Our projections for the year are roughly... Blank, uh, blank, blank. We're getting ready to pay in our first quarterly taxes uh, as a single guy in our... Now, listen, they filed last year, okay? So this is their first quarterly. This yep. is this year. Um, as a single guy, our accountant is suggesting that we pay blank uh, for this quarter. Obviously, as a, a, as a partnership, I would only pay 50%. Does this number seem reasonable I want to do things right as a business owner, but if there are more deductions that we should be trying to use, I want to take advantage of that. Our contractor uh, mentioned earlier uh, that we are paying an insane amount. Now, his, his the contractor he's mentioning is like one of his mentors. Yes, so. yes, and an insane amount of taxes, which we'll talk about this, not mm-hmm. true, uh, and need to fire our accountant immediately. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about mm-hmm. taking other people's advice. Again, I want to reiterate that we are not looking to cheat the system or do anything wrong. We understand taxes are a good thing and then they <clears throat> need to be paid. We just want to make sure that we are not hurting ourselves by not taking advantage of every opportunity to deduct items. Do you have any thoughts on this situation? Am I going first? Yeah, that's why I'm okay. reading it. So, uh, first of all, I It was can... going to be weird for me for yeah. you to read and then answer the question, right? Uh so first of all, I commend him greatly on... Now Dave's going to go scrolling through my phone and checking photos. No, I'm not. I was trying to figure out how to shut that <laughs> thing down. And I, I don't know. Uh, he's going to get a whole lot of photos yeah, of like plumbing parts. Right, right, right. <laughs> Mitch, Where do I find this valve? Mitch, he doesn't send me stuff anymore, but like every Facebook thing is like plumbing, plumbing, yeah. plumbing. Plum- I'm like, okay, I get it, yeah. plumbing. Uh, okay, so first, I will commend you on your approach to taxes, right? That's a that's the right mentality to take, that you want to do your fair share. You want to do what's fair. However, you don't want to do any more than what's fair. 
So, and it stinks that our tax system makes you have to to go through all these. Well, hoops. you know, it stinks, but the government. They are not good stewards with our money, so right. you have to take advantage of every opportunity that you have to save money, yes. whether it be to pay employees, whether it be to pay yourself, to to support your family, or grow your business. Right. That's just, that is your job. Right. So, uh, to answer the tax question, and this does not matter who your accountant is, and it does, getting, getting tax uh, recommendations from anybody is a pretty sketchy thing to do um, because their business is greatly different than your business. And so they could have a business that runs $500,000 a year in revenue and they're not paying any tax. And you could have a business that's running $500,000 a year in revenue and you're paying $100,000 in tax. And that doesn't mean <clears throat> one of you is getting screwed or one of you is cheating the system. Ultimately, you are going to pay tax on approximately 30 to 35% of your net profit in the business. And so um, if you are, you know, getting towards the end of the year and you're staring at a total net profit of a hundred grand, you've got a decision to make. Do I want to spend 30 to $35,000 in taxes this year or do I want to reinvest that hundred grand before the end of the year? Do I want to reinvest that into my business somehow or portions of it or whatever? Um, and as you reinvest that into your business by buying trucks or buying uh, real estate, buying a shop, buying equipment, you know, he's a plumber. So maybe it's excavators <clears throat> and trailers and in whatever, th those all reduce your tax liability. So if I, if, if, just using round numbers, if you've got a hundred grand sitting in the bank towards the end of the year and you want to go spend $85,000 on an excavator, you can do that. And now you're only going to pay tax on the 15,000 that was left over. And let's talk about that. So <clears throat> say you had a hundred thousand dollars and you spent a hundred thousand dollars on an excavator. Well, it was dollar for dollar for a while. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Say you wanted to buy a truck or this or computers or this or that. A lot of those things have different tax liabilities. So don't think you're going to spend that hundred grand on one certain thing or a bunch of different things and not still have tax liability. It's going to be greatly reduced unless, like Mitch just said, it's an excavator because that's dollar for dollar. Right. December 1 rolls around, okay? <clears throat> Let's be honest. When December 1 rolls around, you have 30 days left. Okay? Yes. You know... 95% of where you're at. Yeah. Okay. Go to your accountant and say, okay, dude, this is where we're at. This is what I see. This is what I see happening. Can you give me an eyeball of where we're at? Mm -hmm. And he's going to be able to do that. Yep. And if he can't, he's a shitty accountant. Move on to another guy. Right. Okay. And it doesn't matter what numbers he tells you. Yeah. We're not saying he's a shitty accountant if he gives you bad news. No. He needs to be able to tell you where you stand. Exactly. He needs yeah. to be able to break that stuff down. And if he's been doing your taxes all year, if you're on quarterly and, mm -hmm. and he's doing them every quarter, he's probably going to be able to do that without a problem, yeah. without an issue. And you're going to know closer to where you actually stand than you just trying to guess in the middle of December and say, oh, okay. Uh, you know, what, what am I going to do here? Right. No, he's going to be able to tell you to within a few thousand dollars. And if you can get with it, let's say you can get within 10. That's pretty good. That's a win. Yep. Okay. That's a win every time, you know, where you're at. Yeah. So, I mean, 
the, um, I mean, real life example for us. Um, I was <clears throat> our first year in business. We started in an August. Um, in our first year in business, I had loaned, I, I personally loaned about $30,000 to the business to get the business started. I did okay? the same thing. So the business literally started with $30,000 in expenses in the hole. In debt. In, you were in debt. The business was in debt 30 and you had paid the business 30. Right. I, they the, owed you The business you money. was in debt to me personally. They owed you 30 grand. Right. And so the first $30,000 of overage in the business checking account, I like took it back personally, right? Yeah. I, I wanted because the business. That's, that's dollar for dollar tax, yeah. tax liability. Yeah. And so that 30 grand, that 30 grand was going towards things like buying inventory and buying shelving and buying stickers for the truck and uniforms and all of the things that it takes to run the business that I run, right? Um, and so that first 30 grand, because I was able to take that back and recoup my investment, that was kind of tax free. It was a hundred percent tax free. Right. Now, uh, the remaining part of the year, our business checking. So I, I paid myself back and ran our business checking account down to very scary low numbers, but that's fine. Um, the remaining part of the year as the business checking account grew, I knew that whatever amount that grows, I'm probably going to have to pay tax on that number. Um, and so I kept in touch with my accountant and it didn't grow by a crazy substantial amount. There was, I mean, at the end of the year, it wasn't like we were making all these decisions of what should I buy or anything else. Now, the next year rolls around. And as we're going into that December, we had gone from myself as the only employee to now we had five employees and we were producing some pretty respectable revenue. And so now there were conversations with my accountant about what what do I have to spend and where do I need to spend it and all of that stuff. And so um, we upgraded all of our trucks in our fleet to larger, taller trucks so that we could store more stuff on them. And there was a lot of phone calls back and forth to the accountant on, for one, if it was a smart decision financially, but then for two, is this something that needs to happen on December 31 or prior? Well, cause this was happening like right at the end of December and we had the choice with the, the car dealer. Do we want to have like, do we want to make this happen in 2021 or do we want to make this happen in 2022? Yeah. And, um, that, and that's, that gets back to, you have to be in contact with that yeah. accountant about, Hey, what, what do you want to do? What do you think we should do? And, and, and when we talk about, um, you remember what episode it was, we were talking about picking an accountant. Um, one, it was one of the core episodes. We mm -hmm. literally talk about, um, if you can't trust your accountant or you don't think they're pushing you in the right direction, even if they are right, you can't trust them. It doesn't work. Right. You, he is, he, he's not a partner in your business, but he's a partner in your business. Yeah. He's when your financial cheerleader. When you're by, when your business does well, he does well. Yep. Okay. If, if he's got a, if you have to hire him full time, holy cow, he's making a ton of money. Yep. All right. So you need to be able to have that back and forth. And if, and if you have an accountant that's not, um, if he's taking two days to call you back next, right. Okay. Right. You have to be able to have a good relationship with that guy dude, or gal. So, so I have that with mine and I Kathy love does it. mine. Yeah. She, she's awesome. So, so I didn't even realize what day I was texting him, but I texted him last week. Was it last week? Mm, yeah. I texted him last week and I said, Hey, 
give me a call whenever you get a minute. I've got an expense coming up that I'm planning on having it be a personal expense. However, I can see a path where it might actually like justify itself as a business expense. But before I make the purchase, I wanted to ask you about it. And I said, no rush. Just give me a call back whenever. The day I texted him was tax day. Oh, shit. I didn't even know it. He's busier in hell. Busier in hell calls me back within like eight hours. Really? And I'm, and he's, I said, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, oh, it's just crazy busy, you know, tax day and everything. And I'm you, like, and you feel oh, like a huge dick. <laughs> dude, I'm like, I didn't even know that you didn't even need to call me back today, you know, but that's how good of an accountant he is, is he wanted to, he wanted to give me a call back. So um, I absolutely love my accountant. And I, when we started our business, we started our first two months with a different accountant and I did not click off very well with them. And it was a little bit of button heads and a little bit of friction. And I made the decision right then and there, this is not the accountant for me. And so I made a switch to the guy that Even I'm if on they now. were a good accountant, if they, you're not, if and, you're not gelling with them. Exactly. It just doesn't work. Exactly. They, they may be a great, like they're still the accountant for a couple of my friends and my friends still talk really, really highly yeah. of them. I don't have anything bad to say about the person. Yeah. You can't it be, just didn't jive with me. You can't be friends with everyone. You yeah. can't get along with everyone. It just doesn't happen. Right. That's and and don't feel bad. We've talked about this in the other episodes. Don't feel bad if you've got to move on. Yeah. Okay. Because if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's real life. Um. So uh, one of the and this is what was uh, the kind of heated debate between Dave and I before the show started. Um. A good philosophy to have. Dave and I have different philosophies for how to prepare for taxes. Um, they're, they're the similar philosophy with one key difference. So I'm going to explain the way I do it. And then I'm going to let Dave explain the way he does it. Uh, both of them work. So pick whichever one you want or pick your own. It doesn't matter. Um, but so the way I do it is I started as an LLC. I'm not a partnership. I'm the only owner of the company. And so I have this business checking account, right? And as I do work, that business checking account gets money in it. Well, just to use round numbers, let's say I want to pay myself thousand dollars a week what I need to do as an LLC in my first year of business I'm not doing payroll yet so what I need to do as an LLC is if I want to retain a thousand dollars personally what I do is I do an owner's draw which is the business writes a check to me personally to Mitch Smedley signed by Mitch Smedley deposited on the back by Mitch Smedley right Smedley plumbing writes a check to Mitch Smedley, and um, I write that check for 30% more than I want to retain. So if I want to retain $1,000, I write that check for $1,300 from the business to me personally. And then I take that check to my personal bank. Keep in mind, I bank at two. I have the business bank at one institution, and I have my personal bank at another institution. So I take that check to my personal bank, and I deposit it. And then I immediately move that 30% extra, that $300, I move that to a, another account in my personal bank called tax savings account. And I never, ever touch that money because that's the money that is set aside to pay the tax man when that day comes. Um, when you move money from your business account to your personal account, you will have to pay tax on that money. So you want to make sure you're setting it aside there. Then what I do is everything else in the business account um, is is there to either it's to, it's there to do two things. It's there to buy things for the business that the business needs to sustain or grow. 
Um, and then whatever's left over, there's always enough left over in there for taxes. So my rules are for our business checking account, there's only two ways money leaves that checking account. Option one is, is from an owner's draw where I'm paying myself money. And like I said, whenever I do that, I'm overpaying myself by 30%. And then once it hits the personal side, I move the 30% to a tax savings account. That's one way money leaves our business checking account. The only other way money leaves our business checking account is to buy things for the business. Um, there's a lot of people that get in trouble and they start using their business checking account to buy things for themselves personally. Can't do that. And that's where you start getting That's in, rule 101. Yeah, you, you're going to you get in major buy, trouble doing that. You cannot buy anything for yourself out of there. Now, I shouldn't say that. You can, but that creates a tax liability on that money. Yeah. So now there's been, um, uh, I mean, I don't want to get too far off into the weeds in taxes. Um, when I take all my guys out, I take all my guys out to breakfast once a week. So we're all buying, like I'm buying, I'm paying for breakfast, right? The business yeah. is paying for that. Um, once a week, my that, wife, uh, who's our, ahead, sorry. our, my wife, who's our office manager, um, once a week, her and I go out to dinner. Um, and it just so happens we kind of like coincide it with date night, but <laughs> we go out to dinner and we take it as an opportunity to like check up on the business, make sure she's getting everything she needs taken care of. And I'm kind of letting her know what my plans are for the next few weeks in the business. We have, we spend about, I don't know, 20% of the conversation talking business and then the whole rest is date night. Right. So we actually use the business card for that because that is our once a week dinner meeting where we're talking business. Yeah. Right? And listen, lots of people have that bit, same business meeting at work uh -huh. with part of the staff. Yeah. It's not a lie. Right. You're just, we're just going somewhere nice. Well, we don't have an office. So yeah. like, that's why, that's why I take my guys out to breakfast once a week. We don't have a, a standalone like shop or office or anything. And so I take them to one of the restaurants in town and, and we buy breakfast once a week. Yeah. So, um, but under, under that philosophy of the only way money is leaving your business account is either through an owner's draw where you're saving that extra 30% or to buy things for the business. If you do that, then you will always have enough money left over at the end of the year to pay your taxes. Also, if you do that towards the end of the year, you're going to have a very clear picture in your business checking account of what your tax liability is going to be. Again, I'm just going to use round numbers. Let's say you get to the end of the year and you have $100,000 sitting in your business checking account. You're going to have to pay tax on that if you can't find a way to invest that back into the business. So uh, maybe there's a big piece of machinery, like I had mentioned earlier, that you want to buy that's 85 grand. Well, you'd go buy that piece of machinery, and now you've only got 15000 left in the business checking account. And so that is all you're going to have to pay taxes on is that fifteen, And because taxes are a fraction of the whole part, you will always have enough in there to pay those taxes. Um, I will add, though, is that go? The, is that going to be next year? Did they continue that the dollar for dollar every, on equipment? Everything is yeah. That. Everything is dollar for dollar. Um, when Trump was in office, he did move a couple of things. So like meals and entertainment are now uh, tax deductible at fifty percent. So um, for instance, I for Christmas last year, um, we took all of our guys out to uh, a Christmas dinner. 
that was a planned meal that's part of like a benefit of being an employee that was tax deductible at 100 percent um a benefit an employee benefit is tax deductible at 100 percent. however like today i took one of my guys out to lunch that's tax deductible at 50 percent. yeah it's not a it's not a planned benefit it's not a routine thing so like when i take my guys out to breakfast every week that's a routine thing. It happens every week, and it's a benefit of being an employee here is a weekly breakfast. So that's tax deductible at 100%. However, if on the fly, Marcus and I go grab lunch, and I go buy it on the business card, that one's only 50%. Yeah. Right. So if I want to buy a set of Chiefs tickets and take somebody to the Chiefs game, that is... It, entertainment entertainment is no longer tax deductible no, it used to be and meals no. are deductible at 50 percent. so if, if i use my business card and that doesn't mean the business can't pay for it but you're paying taxes on it you're it's, creating it's a not, tax liability it's not tax deductible yeah right entertainment is no longer tax deductible and you know people think of all this stuff they're like you know this is a I'm not going to say what party, but you know that oh, there are all these loopholes and you know this and that, and everybody's tax dodging and this. No, when you buy that equipment, you're paying that company, and that company is paying salesmen, and that company is paying guys that built that truck. Mm-hmm. That money is going directly into the economy. Yep. Okay, so don't think of it as oh, I'm taking advantage of a tax loophole. It's not a loophole. Okay. No. You're putting that money literally. You should think of it as. I'm screwing the government because the politicians don't get their paycheck off of it. I'm giving it to other Americans that are getting their paycheck off of it. Right. And and if you can do those things, do them. Yeah. Okay. And it helps you in the long run. If if our government really cared about us, they would put out a flat tax to where everybody, no matter your income level, no matter anything, everybody don't, pays the same fair don't share. Don't fucking get started. No loophole. I know. That's, we'll that's, a, a, that's, that's a Beyond, a beyond the, the Void, void show. Beyond the Void episode on, on flat tough. taxes. This whole but, this whole real estate tax yeah. of, hey, this is my house. I'm gonna just, We're going to talk about it for two minutes. So I own a home in America. I love my home. I bought this home. I paid for this home. I had to pay someone to have this home because... You, you paid for that home... Post with post tax money. Now you're telling me every year I have to pay my county a tax just to retain possession of this home? Yeah. First off, it's horse shit. It's a home I bought with post tax money, and now I have to pay more taxes yeah. just to keep a home I already own. Second off, so when I buy this home, I have to get qualified to buy the home based on the money that I make. Okay. I make X amount of money. I can buy this home. I buy this home. All my bills are set. All my percentages are set and everything. And the next year they decide, oh, you owe us another $1,000. That's like, that is the same thing as them coming to me and saying, we're cutting your pay $1,000 a year because you live here now. Yep. Because the housing market went up 40%. Yep. Excuse me, what the fuck? Yeah. First off, it's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard about. And, And when the housing market goes down, and you go in there and bitch. You first off, you have to pay for a six hundred dollar appraisal. Mm-hmm. Okay, convince the guy to knock the number down. Yeah, and then when you go in there, say it's say it's a apples to apples. It went up a thousand, and then the housing market went down a thousand. So your taxes went up five hundred. They're not giving you five hundred back. They're gonna yeah. say, oh, we'll give you three fifty. Yeah, they're gonna try. Are to- you freaking kidding me? Yeah. 
it's the, other than insurance, it's the second biggest scam <laughs> in American freaking history. Yeah. And it's just, it's a total, uh, they should just go to sales tax, a flat, not flat tax, but a sales tax on everything mm-hmm. and get rid of that bullshit. I would because love it is just it's the it's so horseshit. I would love to see a flat income tax and a flat sales tax, and so that For way everybody. that way you're taxing the earners, yeah, and, and all the same. If you make ten thousand dollars a year, you're being you're paying the same percentage as a guy who makes ten million a year. Percentage, percentage, percentage. Right? Yes. So flat percentage, and then you're taxing the spenders, right? So that way the savers aren't being penalized for saving money. If yeah. you if you got a guy who's making a million dollars a year and he wants to spend all this money on fancy cars and all this stuff, he's going to pay tax on his million that he earned and he's going to pay tax on the cars that he's buying, right? Yeah. If you got another guy that's making a million dollars a year but he's a saver, he's he's only going to pay it on his earnings. He's not going to pay it on just simply retaining wealth yeah splurging right yeah so i I would love to see that system and if if you're gonna talk about that so that all tax episode be on the void next tuesday maybe might be maybe we might be we might record it tuesday and drop it thursday we'll see we should so i've got oh it gets me so (laughs) mad um so that that's my philosophy for how I ran my business accounts. Uh, and so I had those three accounts, right? My business checking, my personal checking, and then my tax saving, my personal tax savings account. Um, Dave, do you want to dive into yeah, your philosophy? I'm going to give bit? you mine right now. All right. So, so Dave, off, Dave has a slightly different philosophy. Check the, it out and use whichever one you want. The way I did it was, so I had business checking account. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I had, and listen, I was an LLC. The government doesn't care what the name on the account is, okay? Right. So business checking, my personal checking, and then I had a business savings account that I dictated was taxes, okay? Same way Mitch did. What I would do, say I'm just going to use his example. Say I wanted to make $1,000 that week. I put, I wrote my check for $1,000, okay? And I put it in mine, and then I took $300, out of this, out of my business checking, and I moved it to the business savings. Okay? That's how I did that. Mm-hmm. Say I did that once a month. Okay? No big deal, right? At the end of the first quarter, if I thought my tax liability was going to be, say I say I made $100,000 in that first quarter, I would take $30,000 of that, and I would put it in that savings account. Okay? Now, second quarter came around. I didn't, Say I made no money. I put no money in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how I did it. Say the third quarter came around and I made another hundred. I put sixty in there. Okay, I was able to keep track of it that way, better for me personally because I knew that no matter what happened, that money was there. Yeah. Okay, but I wasn't looking to grow my business necessarily like Mitch was looking to grow his business. Mm-hmm. I was looking to grow my personal pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically the way I looked at it was I was just willing to pay those taxes on that money and then take what was ever left and put it in my own personal pocket. Right. That's how I viewed it. Right. It is more complicated. You have to keep track of what's going in, what's going out, and you have to know your tax liabilities. And it 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 is harder. Yeah. Especially for a guy that's been in business for a couple of years. If you want, I can't believe I'm going to say this. If you want to be real simple and not have to worry about it, just do what Mitch says. 
Yeah. Okay. I do that because at the end of the year, I know that I have X amount of dollars over here in this savings account. And I go to my account and he says, okay, you owe me a check for eight. Well, I've got 60 over here. That's my personal bonus. Right. That's how I, that's how I viewed it because I didn't care about paying the taxes because the way I view it is when I pay my taxes, the money that's left over is mine. Is yours. And I was trying to grow my personal assets, not the business. Yep. Lots of guys want to grow the business more because, they, look, everyone's plans are different. Mm-hmm. They may want to grow this son of a bitch so that it looks so big that they can and sell, sell it. it later. Yep. Some guys want to grow so much money that they can buy a freaking really nice house and a boat and not have to worry about. It's it's completely different. Yeah. Okay. Like my view was I want my, and it, you know, it's different also because my wife works. Yeah. Mitch's wife doesn't work. I mean, I shouldn't say that. She gets a paycheck from the she, company. Yeah. And, and, your wife had a job when you started your business. My wife was a stay-at-home mom when yes. I started my Yes, and, and yeah. so, you know, I wasn't needing to grow the business as much to make more money later. I was making that money now. Right, right. And that's why I did it that way. And so you were basically running like an extra step. So I, I yes, moved it the is money personally step. and then I split it and saved it on the personal side. You're also splitting it and saving it on the business side as well. Yes. And setting it aside. Yes. So. And so when that money comes around at the end of the year, I go to my accountant and I say, okay, I paid myself this. I have this money set aside for that, but I also have money set aside over here for what I think the business tax liability is going to be even though it's an LLC and Mm -hmm. listen it sounds complicated it's not and then he says okay and then he goes through and says okay we have this deduction this deduction this deduction this deduction you have 50 over here you owe 35 you write a check for 35 the rest of that is yours yours. that you've already paid and and that's what I did to you know and at the beginning um when we were both w-2 employees I think what made me do it that way was at the end of the year, we would do our taxes and get six grand back or five grand back. Right. Basically I was doing the same thing, but I was keeping my money away from the government as long as I could. As long. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. So that's just the way I did it. Yeah. And and everyone's going to start their business for different philosophies. You might want to start a business to grow it to where it can just make money and you are sitting on a beach somewhere. Um, you might want to not have to deal with employees at all. And you just want to be a one man show so you can make more money and retire on your own terms. Like there's a whole bunch of different philosophies there. The nuts and bolts of it are, you are going to be paying 30 to 35% taxes on the net profit of the business. And if you're an LLC or an S corp, your owner's draws come out of that net profit. So Let's say at the end of the year, you've owners drawed 50000 and your business checking account has grown by 50000 You, you owe and, 30. And, and you don't spend that, that growth, that 50000 growth in the business checking account. That's $100,000, and your tax liability is going to be somewhere around $30,000. Yeah. So, and, and cautious people set away thirty five. Right. 
guys that are a little like, hey, I can deal with it. They set twenty five aside. Yep. You know, because you're probably at a hundred let's just say it, at a hundred grand, realistically you're probably twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. You're right in there. So say they say, Okay, if you stay at thirty, you're safe. Yeah. If you stay at thirty five, you're super safe. Yep. And and listen, if if you've if you've set aside the thirty five or are or in your mind know that thirty five is what it's gonna be and then you only gotta pay twenty five, guess what? Bonus. Exactly. It's literally what it is, is a bonus. It's a bonus. So um the um th- th- there's a couple of different ways to go about it. What I would encourage anybody to do is sit down with your accountant and go over kind of your mental plan for how you want to do that because that helps you get on the same page with your accountant. Um, and it helps your accountant like you a lot more. So, um, yeah, he needs information from you to know the real story, right? If you're withholding receipts, if you're not keeping up with paying your bills on time every month from a supplier, if you're not staying on top of that stuff and he only has half the information, that means half the information he's giving you is probably false or he's pissed because he doesn't have all the facts. Right. Or outside of just that kind of stuff. You, you need to tell them your intentions of the business too. Do you want to stay a fast moving one man shop or do you want to grow? Because he's going, that's going to change how he advises you what to do at the end of the year. If you want to stay a fast moving shop, he may say, pull all of that extra 50 out of your business checking account. Owners draw it and put it in the bank and be ready to pay taxes on it. You know, yeah. uh, that's Dave's method, right? He wanted yeah. to grab all that money personally, pay the tax on it, be fine, but then it's his money, right? Yeah. And some guys but, hate paying taxes. They're like, no, screw the government. I want to grow my business. Right. And that's okay too. You yeah. can do that. Yeah, you, you can, can just sink it all. And then, hey, uh, I was off by five grand and you got to pay the five grand. Well, guess what? You have the five grand from the the way Mitch was talking about you, you know, in, the, in your personal savings to mm-hmm. pay that money. It's yep. there. Yeah. So, and, and that's how I've done my if you business. Want to cut I've, it to I've the reinvested so edge. much money that our business isn't paying a lot of taxes right now. Because but technically, you're not making any money. Because we're not, right, right. And, and it's because we're making money, but then immediately reinvesting it back into the business to buy things that allow the business to move at a faster pace. Yeah. Once that levels off a little bit, then yeah, the business is finally going to start actually seeing profit and see that bank account growing at a crazy rate. And then yeah, I'm gonna have to pay some taxes coming up in the in the future for that. Yeah, and so and, and let's just talk about so like Marcus's wife wants to have her own haircutting studio. Say mm-hmm. she opened up a small spot that was um, just her, rents five hundred bucks a month, you know, materials six hundred bucks a month. She makes twenty five hundred bucks a month. That's a really easy tax liability to figure out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We're talking in a lot more complicated scenarios, especially with a lot of guys that listen to this podcast that are like, oh man, you know, I'm going to have this going out. I'm going to have this going out. I'm going to have this going out. And I'm gonna... That's why you have to be really organized. Yeah. That's why you have to keep your receipts. That's why you have to pay your bills on time. That's why you have to communicate with your accountant. Yep. You know, if you're, if, if you're looking to start uh, like Megan had her yoga studio, if she was just a personal yoga instructor and all that, mm-hmm. it would be very simple for her. Right. But she does all the online stuff and all the, yeah. everything. So she has to keep track and, and know where everything's going at all times. Right. It's, it's a lot more involved, but the basic principle is still the same. Yep. No matter where the money's going, it's only going into a few different categories. Yep. 
And it, you, it's your responsibility to stay on top of those things and know where that money's going and what it's supposed to go to. And going back to those core episodes, you're going to develop all of that through those episodes. Those episodes kind of work you through some exercises where we you're going to have a kind of, you're going to kind of figure all of that stuff out along the way. This might be, I don't know what episode we're on business wise, but this might, we might just group this into core episode. So it's core episodes one through nine and 24 or whatever <laughs> this is. I don't, I don't even know what we're on anymore. Yeah. So, um, guys, that's probably about ready to wrap it up for us on the show. Um, Tristan, thanks for sending in those questions. TC and Plumbing, baby. TC Plumbing. Go check them out. Like them on Facebook. Give them a follow. Yeah. Right? They're they're new. Uh, and, and young guys, too. Uh, yeah, you know, young 20, guys. 22 and 25 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, 22, 25. Um, that's that's cool. freaking awesome. Get so, some, man. Um, um, yeah, uh, that, that wraps it up for the show. So uh, again, if you guys have any questions, you can email them to ask Mitch at Mitch and we will get right back to you as fast as we can. We might even talk about your questions on the show. Um, you can also, uh, find us on Facebook at, uh, if you go to Facebook, just search at podcast, the void, and you will find us there. Um, um, we even got into a little bit of TikTok stuff here recently, but we don't really know what's going to come of that yet. So. Oh, I got to see that video still. Yeah. So it's on my wife's phone. We, I, I, I dropped, forget. I dropped a video on our TikTok page of my a t- son. A TikToker. Yeah. Uh, call it? M- my son a couple of years ago when he started his little mowing business and, um, that video is kind of wild. It went viral. It's got like over 400,000 views on it. So it's it has sweet. that many now. Yeah, it's. It's pretty oh, nuts. Shit. TikTok the void. Yeah. Watch so, out. Uh, on, on TikTok. Mason Smedley it's, rocking it's it. At the modern plumber. He probably is, told is all his little he probably told all his little friends and it was just like Who knows? Gone. I, virality is an interesting thing. I don't quite understand. Virality? It yet. virality? Share, guys. Share, share, share. So uh yeah, and make sure you uh share the show with anybody who you see yeah. uh wanting to start their own business. You can share it on social media too. You can go through and uh, if you see on a, like a, like Tristan found us was on a plumbing Facebook group. Somebody dropped plumbing a link. Plumbing mafia, wasn't it? Yeah. The plumbing, mafia. the plumbing mafia. Somebody dropped a link to our show on that Facebook group. And that's and how, that's he, how found he found it. us. So it doesn't have to be direct, uh, message it to your friend. If you see somebody on one of those online groups or Facebook groups asking questions, you can drop a link to the yeah. show and, or tag the yeah. show or hey, whatever. Hey guys, what do you think about W2 1099? Yeah. Oh, I just, you know, so yeah, on the void, just watch Check these it. guys out. So, again, on Facebook, at Podcast The Void. And, yeah, you got to we'll help us, up, guys, because so. we literally make, I mean, this yeah. costs us money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it you, just costs us money. We're not making a dime. It. You look yeah. at how much money we sunk into this studio. Every, every time I come so. in here and deal with Mitch, it costs me a little bit of my soul. A little bit of a sanity. Yeah, and no money. So, yep. at least share it. You know, I won't stop until he gets some, gray hairs. <laughs> help somebody out. So. I got gray hairs. I, that's what I'm wearing the hat. Yeah. Oh, All right, man. guys. Well, that, that wraps it up for this week. So we will see you next week. Talk, talk to you later. Love you guys.